It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Manning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would like to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am so very grateful and thankful for each and every one of you. And you are all in for one amazing show today, as I have with me my incredible returning diva, Deb Matlock. And her and I are going to chat about wild land, wild soul. Oh, man, is this going to be one special show. So with that, Deb, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? I would be happy to. Hello, everybody. I am Deb Matlock calling in from Colorado, the U.S., and my passion is nature connection and the ways people find a sacred and spiritual connection to the earth, the land, the wildlife, their own animals, the plants, the rivers, the mountains, you name it, Um, extending our idea of community from just the human world to the human world and the more than human world. And I run a small business uh, called Wild Rhythms, and I would be um, excited to chat with anybody about any of all that. Oh, wow. Oh, how beautiful. And boy, that really fits in to exactly what you do, what we are going to share with the listeners today on Wild Land, Wild Soul. Well, I know you do a lot of different things through your wild rhythms. And do you you have a retreat? coming up in the fall, I believe it is, called Wild Land, Wild Soul. Would you like to share a little bit about that and how that was created and what is what is that all about? Oh, I would love to. Yes, I. the retreat is um, September 19th through 22nd here in the heart of the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. And this is the second year of this particular retreat at this incredibly beautiful location called the Steel Horse. Um, which is a flagship location of the Colorado Retreat Company. Um, and it's just a really incredible uh, place where we can, you know, it's not remote enough that we don't have running water and electricity, but it is right down in the middle of a valley surrounded by mountains. And it feels very um, removed, you know, and there's there's a yak farm next door, and it's just very, it's very down to earth and really quite lovely. And one of the things that got me excited about offering this retreat was was realizing that for so many of us our lives just kind of run on autopilot and they they sometimes even run at speeds that are just not necessarily our natural rhythms our our way of being in the world and you know this is an opportunity to slow down unplug and dig into sort of that idea of what is it that we each how do we each connect to wild nature what really stirs our souls individually and and how do we how do we nurture that, cultivate it? And then the most important part in my mind is how do we extend that beyond the retreat? You know, so I think of a retreat as a little cocoon, but the really important thing is what do we do with that, those discoveries and experiences so that, that we can weave little threads from that experience into our lives afterwards. And so that was sort of the motivation for me of, of starting to offer 
immersion immersion retreats is just kind of doing a little reset, a little deep dive, and then some inspiration and and planning, you know, envisioning what we can do in our lives so that we feel um, little retreats in our lives all the time. Oh, oh, I absolutely love that. And how true it is how we keep our lives running on autopilot so much of the time. And to just take that time to slow down and unplug and to keep these little retreats going throughout the year rather than just a a one time out of the year we do that, to find the ways and to be with others that are experiencing the same ideas and the same thoughts that we're having and struggles and finding ways to be able to find those little retreats on an everyday basis. Oh, I love that. What a great way to do it. And I love with where it's at. Oh, that sounds absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. I could just picture, I was visioning it in my mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I love what you just said, too, about about the, the little retreats. And honestly, I I, um, I realized I was doing this my whole life, taking little retreats for myself, even as a child, you know, where I would would sneak away outside, or I would I would go up into my bedroom and close the door and put on some music and pull out my art supplies, or you know, and just not interact with anybody for a couple of hours, even sometimes, and that's all you know, an hour or two. And I didn't really understand those to be retreats until I took this training with a lovely woman named Helene Van Manen, who did a retreat coach training, and um, you know, really expanded my understanding of not only what is a retreat, but why it's important. But also how we can we can all do this, you know, like a retreat could be could be somebody, you know, stopping for 45 minutes at their local park on the way to the grocery store and just sitting there and listening to the birds or taking a book of poetry or a journal. You know, it doesn't it, it can be a, a deep immersion like the retreat that, re, retreat that I'm running is, um, you know, three days. And there are lots of retreats that are much longer than that. And it also can be what we can fit into our lives. And it can be all of the above, you know. Like I like to do little retreats throughout my life in days and weeks if I can. And also opportunities to have a few days are just luxurious, you know. Like it's it's such a joy. Oh, yes. And that's, that is so true. What came to my mind when you said as a child you were doing it and didn't even realize it, I was I was always with my horse that was my retreat it was like it just they re-energized me and they still do to this day just to be with them just to take that moment and just when I was a child I mean I would get on my horse and I would be be anything anybody anywhere and we would just go and I could just envision who I was and just went off almost almost like into another whole world with my horse and it is just it's magical when you can find a way to do that and like you said just going to the park is such a simple way and this morning we have fog here in Kansas and I had the most beautiful red bird just sitting in a tree just singing away while I was out feeding the horses this morning and to me that was that was a retreat it was refreshing to hear that music and the song that he brought to me this morning. So there are so many little ways to find in a daily basis 
to find these little retreat getaways and then for what like you're doing and like so many of them offer to take that big step and make a big retreat where you really connect with other people and maybe come up with a whole new ideas on what to do for the following year. Oh my gosh, exactly. Yeah, I think I mean a couple things you said I've have um thoughts spinning in my mind right now. <laughs> and um um but yeah, I I think that 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 is I know for me uh, that's a goal I have when I work with folks whether it's a, a multiple day retreat or a half day retreat or a full day retreat is what what can they take away that might be like you just said an inspiration or a change of perspective or a different idea to deepen their own practice because I think that you know our sacred wild connection to the world around us is a 24/7 thing you know it's not compartmentalized into workshops and retreats or you know that one time we're we're reading a really inspiring book you know it's it's more like how do we take those sorts of things and weave them in so that our life becomes an inspired deeply connected profoundly engaged life with all of all of the beings around us and you know that's what i consider my one of my jobs is is how do i work with people to make sure that that happens you know that that it's not just okay we're done now go back to your life good luck um yeah. but but what you described about your childhood with your horse is also exactly it it's it's like going into a different world entering into this place of deep connection with yourself with your horse with the world around you you know it sounds like and i don't want to put words in your mouth but it sounds like kind of changing up the routine and the rhythm of of chores in school or you know whatever it was at that time you know and um moving into this sort of sacred magical place that is just it's around all of us all the time it's just really about letting ourselves indulge a little bit oh and that's exactly what it was it was just magical and to this day i call my horses they're magical horses because the magic just starts to flow when I'm with them. It, it, and, even, and I don't have to be riding them. It's just going out to feeding them and loving on them and just being there with them. And they've always, there's always been that connection I have had with my horses. They have always been the ones I go to when I need, need to connect or when I just want to just wanna be with them and just revive that energy, my horses and my dogs. They are the ones that have, through my whole life have been my, I, I didn't realize it, but it the words are so fitting. They're my wild land, wild soul connection because they just take me into the magic that does surround all of us all the time if we just take the moments and the times to realize it. So, I yeah, it, it's just such a fitting title because... My horses and my dogs, they just fit right in there on what they do for me. Oh, you just gave me head-to-toe chills when you talked about that, <laughs> and, and you know, the horses and dogs being your wild land, wild soul connection. And, you know, I would 100% agree. I didn't grow up with horses, but I grew up with dogs, and they were my teachers, they were my companions, they were my mm-hmm. um, absolute mentors into what are my own rhythms, What is it? what is it that I... How do I experience wildness? And they were also mentors to teach me to respect the wildness in other beings. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're, they might express things a little differently than I do. You know, I don't necessarily want to roll in the dead squirrel on the side of the, <laughs> the park, but my dog sure does, you know. 
Like, okay, mm-hmm. um, that's a wild thing that I'm not going to join you in, but okay, I understand that we are different species, and, you know, but, but just being in that, in that place, like, I also think having those, those close connections um, have helped me be more grounded and more earthy. In fact, I had a really good friend, this was many years ago now, she was, she was adopting her first dog from the Humane Society, and she was so excited. She did so much homework. I mean, she was so responsible. And she called me, and she said, okay, I think I'm ready to do it. And she said, what, and we had talked many times about this. You know, we had already had a lot of phone calls. And she said, what is there one thing that, that you haven't told me yet about having a dog that, that I should know? And I said, I said, your life is about to get really earthy. <laughs> and, she, and she laughed, and, and she said several years later, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that my life got earthy. You know, it, it just it, it adds such a dimension to our our world when we allow other beings into our our inner circle, and also then we allow them to teach us and take us on retreat. You know, like with you and your horse. <laughs> exactly, and and being earthy that just it just reminds me so because my dog and I we love to go down by the creek and the trees and just. Just enjoy the earthly things that are around there, the way the trees are moving, the branches are moving, and how they're all intertwined, and the way the sky looks, and what's flowing through the creek at that time, the leaves. and Yes, it's just her and I love to do that. She That's one of her favorite places to go. We, we go water cattle, and while the water runs, we go down to the creek and just walk around and just enjoy nature and oh how true that is to enjoy earthy things just like the dogs do because she's sniffing everything and she's walking into the creek and looking around at everything and it's it is just it opens up your heart is how I also look at it it just makes a whole new space in your heart that you might not have opened up, taken that key and opened it, because it's there in each one of our hearts, I feel, if we just take the moments to open it and experience the beauty with all of that. Absolutely. And I think that 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 is exactly the essence of retreats. You know, whether we're going on a formal retreat with a guide and other people Mm -hmm. or we're creating a personal retreat for ourselves where we get away for a few days in our you know, a bed and breakfast or a, a cabin or whatever, you know. Um, or we, we say, okay, I can't do any of those things. What do I do to build this into my life with the life that I have? And I think that those retreat, like, I think the intention behind retreating is, if we're if we're doing it consciously, is to say, you know, I, I know that my soul needs these moments of connection and reflection. I know that it needs that. You know, it's how I grow, it's how I stay sane, it's how I deal with, with grief and loss, it's how I manage to get um, creative ideas. It's it's all these things for us. And I think that the human being, we look at the way people used to live, and I'm talking multiculturally from the beginning of our species, you know, I don't know that anybody's ever been asked to input as much information and work at such a pace that, that humans alive today are, are asked to do. Mm-hmm. So it brings the question to my mind, is retreating just part of our, one of our most ancient, natural ways of existing? You know, is it something that nurtures us on such a deep, deep level that, that it, it just, it's not a luxury, it's a, it's a, it's a need? Yeah. 
Oh, yes. Oh, how I agree with you and how how it goes back in time on how when you think about how nature and animals all played such a significant role in everybody's life, I mean, years and years and years ago, when even before all of the conveniences of the cars and everything were there, it was the animals, the horses that they rode everywhere and how the connection on how they helped us through so much and they kept that connection from the very start. And now it's like it seems that people are kind of starting to reconnect back into that. They're wanting to reconnect back into nature and to the wildness of it all and into the animals. And I, Or maybe it's just me. I'm just feeling it more that people seem to want to connect back into that because a lot of people, I think, feel there's something missing in their lives. And I often wonder, is that what is missing, that they're not connected in that full circle web because of the way life goes and the busyness and everything. A lot of a lot of people have stepped away from it. Oh my gosh, I think you're you're exactly right. And and this is um a funny thing here that I'm about to say that I, I think and, and honestly I, I've I've had business coaches in the past that would bristle if I said this on a podcast, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> which is like all the work I do in wild rhythms in an ideal world wouldn't be necessary. You know, every workshop I teach, mm-hmm. every retreat I offer, every private client I work with, you know, it's an honor and I consider it a sacred work about helping people to reconnect with their, their wild essence and their, their purpose and their their sense of community outside of the human realm and understanding the more than human world and communicating. And all of that is so much a part of our birthright, I think, no matter who we are, where we come from. And I think there were times in our history as as beings that this kind of work would definitely not be somebody's livelihood because it was just <laughs> way, you know. And mm-hmm. and now it is, like you said, it's about a remembering, and it's about a coming back to the the truth of of ourselves as as beings. And you know, I may create like a new workshop that that is interesting, but it's not new work. It's old, 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 old work. And it's about it's about remembering that we are earthy <laughs> to go back to our previous discussion you know we're earthy wild beings with with a spiritual path and oh my goodness so much about our modern life forgets both of those things on a very regular basis oh how very true that is i love that we're earthly wild beings on a spiritual path and how true that is oh my i just love that well and i even think back on something so simple as the gardening. I mean, I remember my mom always gardened. We always had a garden growing up. And in our busy lifestyles and time and space and everything, there isn't time a lot of times to do that or they or the land isn't available or or something. But you can even garden, you can even do a little herb garden or do just a little garden in pots in and set them out. Just set them outside. Set them out on your balcony if you're in an apartment. There are so many different little ways that you can connect back into nature, and just really benefit from what it offers to you. Yes, and I and I think you know bringing up gardening is such a a great 
example of um, something that we haven't talked about yet, which is when can retreats also be something that we maybe need to do? So mm-hmm. I know for myself, um, gardening at certain times of year, it is there's a long to-do list of chores that go with gardening. And I also know at the same time that spending several hours out doing those chores can start to feel like a retreat pretty quickly, unless it's like really backbreaking work, in which case maybe I'm not so retreat-minded at <laughs> those moments. But, you know, um, you know, it, it's it's like there are moments where I can move into that space of just feeling in this deeper connection and I start having more reflective thoughts. And, and I'm just moving through my garden at a nice slow pace of, of what feels good to me. And it's also getting some stuff done that I need to do. And so that's one of the ways of weaving retreat, the retreat mindset into our lives, I think, is, you know, can it be a retreat to go to the park with the kids playing on the playground and you're watching the kids with one eye and you're listening to the birds with, you know, I mean, it's it's creative, I think, but I think we can do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I so feel we can do it. We can find so many different ways. And retreats like what you offer, I sometimes feel that's maybe what some people need to kind of get them motivated, inspired to look at the daily small retreats they can do. So that is what is so phenomenal on what you are doing. You are offering ways for people to reconnect back into the earth, the animals, and the spirit in ways and to come to this retreat and to get the ideas and the inspiration to continue on. We kind of mentioned that in the beginning, but I think that is so important for someone that is saying, well, I don't even know how to start. Where do I start? And maybe going to a retreat like this is a way to get started or even just to walk outside and just enjoy the air for a moment and feel how it feels on your face or feel how the breeze feels or what the trees are looking like that day. There's so many different options out there. I, we could go on for hours listing different ways. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and you, you speak to a deep reason um why I, people come to my programs, I talk to everybody first before they sign up, you know, just to make sure it's what they're looking for and it's a good fit. Um, definitely not interested in those pressure sales, like, this is, has to happen in your life. It might not be right for somebody, you know, and I want to make sure people, you know, feel good about about it. And nine times out of ten, I'm hearing similar things to what you just said. I feel this deep yearning for, for connection that I used to have or that I've never had. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to create space for it. I don't know how to open myself up. You know, these are things that are, are real challenges in our modern world. And, you know, we look at most of our childhoods, and I sure didn't have a class in elementary school on how to be open to the more-than-human world. That wasn't – nobody was talking about that. I actually got yep. made fun of as a little girl by friends when I was saving earthworms from puddles after rain. You know, like, that was the world so many of us grew up in. And. Mm-hmm. And yet the heart and the soul of, of so many of us is like, wait, but I want that back. I want that. I want that back, that wild, earthy, connected self, aligned, you know, living an aligned life with, with my soul and my spirit. Yes. Oh, how true. How true that is. Yeah, there were there were no classes offered of anything like that when I was in school. And, yeah, I got made fun fun of, too, because I loved being with my animals. That's where I spent my time when I 
I was home, and I was like, okay, well, that's just who I am. That's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh. I mean, my first best friend was my dog, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, and that's mm-hmm. fabulous, and, and I still feel her, and um, I wrote about her in, in one of the Divas That Care anthologies, you know, um, she was my first best friend, and she she was a a dog, and she taught me so much, and she she was my buddy, and and I also know that I I learned so much um, from her that I probably can't even still fully identify. I think I'll probably be understanding the depth of that for my entire life. Oh, oh man, do I ever agree with you on that? The depth of what my animals have taught me from when I was a small child till today and I know they they're continually teaching me. It's just amazing. Every day I'm like, Oh, yeah, I, I learned something new today from them and it's just opening your heart and letting them in to show you the different ways that they can teach you. And even out in nature with the birds, they teach me so I mean, as humans we we're always concerned. What's the weather going to be tomorrow? What are, what's what's happening now? And I mean, around here, it always seems to be that way. And the birds, I'm like, they're enjoying the moment. They're not worried what the weather's going to be tomorrow. And when that cold or something comes in, they somehow they are made to survive through it. And you see them. And it was just like when we had this really cold spell, how busy the calves were, and how good they were, and how they were just playing around and. When the sunshine came out, they were just all, like, so relaxed, like, oh, my, this is great. So, I mean, they live in the moment is what I always say. The animals truly live in the moment and enjoy that moment. Yes, I would agree, and I think that that is a lesson that I am still trying to embody because my animals are showing me that all the time, and the animals out Mm -hmm. in the wild are showing, and some days I feel it's a little stronger than others, but I'm not going to lie. That's a hard one. You know, that's, I have a, I struggle sometimes because I may be in the moment even enjoying it, but my mind might still be only 30% there, you know, because the other, the other parts of my brain might be planning and doing and making a list and thinking and, oh, I should clean out the fridge and, oh my goodness, it's just so, so much. (laughs) Oh, I hear you. Oh, completely. Well, Deb, This has gone so quickly, and I knew it would. There's so much to share about this. It's just, we just touched on a few golden nuggets to leave with our listeners today. And before we close, would you please share with our listeners the best ways to connect with you, Deb? Absolutely. I have a website, wild-rhythms.com. And from there, you can find out all about the different offerings I have. You can also sign up for my newsletter. And um, all my social media is accessed. You can click on the little links there and get to all the social media. If you're a Facebook user specifically, I have a Facebook group called Sacred Connection, Earth, Animals, and Spirit. And I would be very welcoming to have any of y'all join in there. It's a lovely group, a positive Facebook space. I work really hard to make sure it doesn't get negative and political, but it's very inspiring and lovely um, articles and, and inspirational quotes and poems and just things like that. So... Um, I'd be happy to chat with anybody. Oh. oh, thank you so much, Deb, for sharing that. And I will I will back up. Her Wild Rhythms website is just beautiful, and her Sacred Connect- 
Connections Earth Animals and Spirit Facebook page if you're a Facebook user. Oh, my goodness. It's incredible also. So awesome Thank ways you. to connect with Deb. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> You are so welcome, Deb. And Deb, I want to thank you so much for being on Robust Lifestyles. And I want to wish magic in each and every day to you and all your animals and all the connections in the sacred animal world, the spirits, and the earth world until you and I connect again next month on Robust Lifestyles show. Thank you. And to you as well. Have a beautiful February. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. Thank you. And with that, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this amazing show with our absolutely incredible diva, Deb Matlock. Please share this show with your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on DivasThatCare.com. And remember, just a few of the golden nuggets that she left with us about wild land, wild soul, earthly wild beings we are on a spiritual journey. And... Just slow down and unplug and find ways to get back and connect with the earth, the animals, and the spirit. And you will be amazed at what it does to your life and how it opens your heart. And with that, I want to wish each and every one of you a very magical day. Remember, be kind to all and give your animals that great big extra hug and share all your love with them as they so deserve it. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.